You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us. Hi, welcome to the Kush Life podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. We're journeying together through Oklahoma medical marijuana. Recording out the back of the Kush dispensary, and Katie, I know that it's really cold, and everybody wants to come in real early in the morning, or are they coming in later in the afternoon? They're coming in late in the afternoon, after the sun starts going down a little bit. I mean, the sun's up pretty late now, but uh, yeah, definitely seeing people later in the day. A lot of sativas? Um, Both indicas and sativas, but people are definitely smoking sativas and wanting sativas right now, yeah. Yeah. Well, Definitely a thing. Taking a little cruise. I've been enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Definitely. All right. So I'm curious from you guys, who is the one person that you think you have yelled fuck you the most to in your life? Um, <laughs> I don't like anyone ever in your whole life. Yeah. Just you physically ever, or just wanted to. Or? No, no. Like outright yelled over okay. and over and over. Yeah, probably. Probably Chris. Chris? Yeah, yeah. Probably Chris. Who? Me- myself. Yourself. <laughs> you yeah. yell it to yourself. Oh yes. All right. So our guest today uh, is actually that person for me. <laughs> now it's been a two-year journey of a lot of cuss words and a lot of screaming, but it actually wasn't his fault. Yeah. Ah, actually, it wasn't really my fault either. It was. It was a lady's fault. I mean, go figure. Two guys yelling, oh, cussing. My. It was a lady's fault, right? <laughs> Uh, I got, uh, I got needled cause I was trying to figure out some, uh, something going on because if you guys remember, you know, majority of the way I use cannabis was for mental depression. Mm-hmm. And as I was heavy stativa helping climb out of depression, I began to realize there was something else wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I had to journey through some indicas and if you guys remember, I would do a lot of heavy indica, uh, uh, dabbing, which I think is cool that we're going to mm-hmm. take a little dab today. But I had to, over the next little periods of time after I got needled, uh, well, Brandon, uh, he said, well, he just happened to be there. So why don't you stand up against the wall? I go, okay. And I, I really thought like he was going to do something because I couldn't, I got needled. So here's the deal. I, I went to needling session and then I got up off the table and I couldn't walk. What's this so, needling yeah, thing s- you're talking say about? Say more about needling. All right. Needling, here's the way I, I, it was presented to me, was that if you need to invigorate a part of your muscle to kind of re, uh, re-energize it, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's you feel like it's a little sore or sleepy or, you know, like, hey, I just kind of need some oomph out of this muscle. Acupuncture type yeah, of needling? Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. So you're like releasing toxins or... N- n- no, no. Mm-hmm. It for me. I was trying to. I just. I was like. I'm in pain. I was trying to figure out why, and I knew this part of my body was one of the parts that hurt the most. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, let me try it there. And and when I couldn't walk afterwards, I was a little anxious because he had me on this wall and he told me, you know, lift up your leg, mm-hmm. and I couldn't pick up my foot. And and I literally what went through my head was, oh shit! Like she told me to lay still, but. I had to move around a little bit because I wasn't in a lot of pain. And I was like, you know, hey, if maybe if I move a little bit, maybe I'll get extra oomph out of it or something. You know, like I moved my leg a little bit because some of it was because I couldn't feel it, remember? And and I didn't realize it then. And, and I really thought I'd messed something up because I, you know, I, I, I moved my leg during needling. 
But turns out I had a pretty severe problem. Brandon is the guy that's been journeying me through this uh, spinal stenosis, reinvigorating parts of my body I didn't know were dead. And I have been using cannabis as my medicinal pain reliever. And I bet you Brandon, I mean, after a while he kind of caught on because he, I think, you know, as I'm screaming in agony, I mean, I had to really prep heavy with a lot of, I'd be taking dabs out in the parking lot, like <laughs> prepping myself to go in for, you know, pain therapy in a sense, like, and I would scream out loud uh, and he would just push me through it. So Brandon, man, thanks for taking the time to come out and uh, we'll have a little smoke and enjoy some cannabis and uh, talk about what you do. I mean, so introduce yourself. What, what do you do? Hi, uh, my name is Brandon Neal. Um, I initially was going to go to school to be a physical therapist. I was doing my clinical observation hours and uh, the first physical therapist that I was under said, man, this would be the best job in the world if it weren't for the computer. Um, so physical therapists have to document every last thing to be able to send it to insurance. So mm -hmm. everything can get sessions can get covered, whatever. Um, and so he would be with someone for like three minutes and then he would get up and he would go to the computer or he would have the computer with him and he would type stuff in. And, um, it just, it didn't feel very personable. He was very good. Um, I'm very thankful for this guy. Um, and then the next guy that I shadowed, he said, man, this would be the best job in the world if it weren't for insurance. Um, we were working on a girl and we were about 14 sessions in insurance decided that that was enough. And then we never saw her again. And I just remember just being gutted, um, because she thought she had hope, you know, for the first time in her life, she thought she had hope. She wasn't going to have to have uh, surgery and yada, 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 yada. And then we never saw her again. So, um, yeah. but so you're from here though, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Grew up by Grand Lake. Correct. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Well, and so you've been doing it a while yourself. Yeah. Now? So I ended up graduating from college and I decided just to get a certification in personal training and then practice therapeutic services. Do you have anyone under you? What do you mean? Like, do you have a, um, uh, any employees under you? Yeah. Some, so yeah. Like, so are we, you saying to them this would be the best job if it weren't somebody that's shadowing is what you mean? Like you whatever. were correct. Yeah. So now we act, when we have new employees, they they are pretty quick to figure it out. We actually had a guy. Um, he was at chiropractor school, and he realized early on why would I be a conventional chiropractor when this works better. And so what works better? So we take a, we take a different approach. Um, it's called R3 stretch and wellness and the name, you know, stretches in the name. We specialize in stretching people, um, but we specialize in assisted stretching. So we have you on the table and we bring, you know, your leg, for example, into a certain range of motion that may be uncomfortable for you. And then we navigate your brain to ground to the table and to connect to the glute first and actually pull through me so that you learn to own that position. Um, and you're creating more mobility that way. So flexibility would be how far can I take your leg, but you really have no control over it, right? Mm -hmm. So we're teaching all of these people who come in um, to always ground first, to always brace first, and then to breathe through emotion. We never want to breathe um, we never want to not breathe while we're moving. That's when bad stuff happens, right? Um, so we get really neurologically involved with the person. 
instead of, hey, do this movement or just lay here and have me stretch you, we actually are making you do all the work. All right. So how have you found, because, well, before we get into that, before we get into how you find cannabis that, that works with the body in that way, uh, you know, we generally like to get to know the guests a little bit about how they grew up, where, you know, what's been their, their origin story in a sense, but with a little bit of a twist. <laughs> so I think Marshall's wondering, like, when the first time you used cannabis was, okay. what you smoked, what you smoked out of, how your experience went. Okay. Um, <laughs> I actually did not smoke cannabis um, all through high school. I tried it a few times in college, and I got really sleepy. Um, you know, and this was probably like the sixth time I tried it, I got sleepy. The previous times, I didn't ever feel high, which is, I don't know. Do you remember know. like the very first time? I remember the very, very first time. I did not feel a single thing. <laughs> I didn't feel a single thing. Um, and I think about number six, I... I was like smoking a joint with a friend and his girlfriend and we were like 30 minutes into it and I like fell asleep on the couch and I was like ah you know this isn't really for me but I remember my last year in college I was doing a lot of research over psychedelics how they could help um, and at the time a lot of stuff was under lock and key still and I remember researching cannabis and I said to myself when I'm 26 years old and my frontal lobe completely develops, I'm going to start smoking cannabis all the time. Um, or whenever, right? Whenever I need to or want to. Uh, so what do you mean when your frontal lobe... So is that when it fully develops? Is that why you did that? Yeah, so like males, we take longer. <laughs> we take longer than females. And, you know, I was raised pretty conservatively. And um, I just I just wanted it to be what was best for me, right? I didn't for your want body? Any, correct, yeah. Yes. Yeah, body correct. Focused. Correct. I didn't want to have any irrational, weird things happen high, right? I didn't know what it was actually like to be high. But uh, so when I was 26, I started trying it again, and I remember we started doing gravity bongs. And um, I bet you, I bet you felt it then. <laughs> so yeah, I did. I felt high. Um, a better word would be leveled, right? Um, I realized very early on that it was something that was really good for me. Um, I was more focused, I was less anxious, I was more leveled, um, I was more patient, right? All that stuff mm -hmm. that like a normal level-headed person would experience. Um, and so I started using cannabis a few times a week. Um, before I worked out, I would use it. I would call it like the laboratory, right? I would smoke and then I would go mess around in the gym and I would come up with just all this really cool neuromuscular stimulation mm -hmm. and that's you know that's the thing we do now a lot with marshall here is reconnect his brain to the appropriate muscle groups that have been sleeping yeah that was tough <laughs> that was tough right i mean i literally that was the joke at the beginning like i i would scream at him mm -hmm. scream at him so what happened so if we rewind to what he was talking about with getting dry needled for the first time so dry needling um it's a physiological response. Yeah, and look, don't scare people away. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, a, no, yeah. no, this is me saying I shouldn't scare <laughs> people away by saying I scream to you because the actual joke at the at the places many times that like other people don't come around when I'm there because <laughs> I would scream so much. Correct. Yeah, we have the schedule blocked off when yeah. he's there. So <laughs> especially for first time people, we don't want them in there when Marshall's in there because it hurts, or you were just oh no, scared. no, because yeah, yeah, he says yeah. "f you" nonstop mm -hmm. all the time. It hurt. Oh, yeah, it screamed. It took everything I had. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I had. 
I literally that's what I was saying, man. I'd have to get I'd have to get so high to to prep myself because I knew what what the pain was going to be. Well, seeing it on television and whatnot, it doesn't look like it hurts. Yes. Yeah, so in his case, imagine like a landmine underground. You can't really see it. Uh, it's dormant, right? It's just sleeping until something excites it. Um, what Eli did was go in and, you know, jackpot needle location into a spot to where it overstimulated all the nerve fibers that were associated with his lack of whatever engagement that he had going on. So when a little my, bit more sensitive than when my than spine others. when Correct. my spine collapsed itself, it cut all the nerves off to my legs. Correct, and that's what we were realizing. Correct, and so and that happened because of the needling or not? No, no, no. Okay, so yeah. this was before needling yeah. was fu- needling is what found it. Correct. So Eli hit the. That's what he said. Jackpot. Like he, the the joke is that it was Eli's fault. When she walks in, sometimes I'm there. I go, there goes trouble. <laughs> like, but if it wasn't for her finding the problem. Like, I would have never, we were, I was searching. Correct. I, mean, I was searching and she found it. Correct. Yeah. Yep. And so that's why dry needling is so good. It went in and it woke up. It, it promotes like a twitch response. So it involuntarily twitches everything that's been asleep or dormant or underactive, right? Um, or maybe overactive to a point towards like, nope, screw this. Like, I'm not going to work anymore because you've worn me out. And that's what happened. Um, it was over and over and over and over and over trying to save Marshall. And then finally it was like, nope, I'm done for forever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just hiding under the ground. She goes in, she blows it up. And then overstimulation, his body freaks out. Now he can't move, right? But what she really did was it's kind of like the dust was all settling when he couldn't move, right? So I get him on the wall. And the first thing I wanted to see if his, bra- if his brain was connected to that area. And it wasn't. So she stimulated it, but now we needed to find a way to connect the brain back to it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make sense. I'm telling you, it doesn't. <laughs> like everybody, what well, I've said that to people, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense. Like you literally well, you can't talk to part of your legs. If your it's spine has crushed thing. it, and yep. it's like it's like, like a it kink makes in a hose, it, it doesn't, could, yes, the water like doesn't come out. So it makes sense, but just to think like, even when I heard it then, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't understand. I'm walking. How am I walking? Well, yeah, because your brain's talking to other parts of your body. Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean. And in his case, he had so many compensations. So imagine this big concrete roadblock, right, to those nerve. Um, Eli kind of threw something in to crack it a little bit, and then we had to bulldoze through it. And so when he's in sessions, he's trying to connect but why he keeps screaming F you and yada, yada, yada is his brain is remembering the trauma from when it happened initially. And so it wouldn't allow my leg to move. Correct. He yeah. would just literally, and at first he would just put his hands on, like, mm-hmm. just a touch and a little bit of movement, I would scream. Though, though, I think the coolest part that we both regret probably filming was when he <laughs> cupped me and uh, there was the first time that blood had been back into a certain part of my muscle. Um, that was when I think I went, oh, <laughs> like he goes, yeah, you want to see this? That your your this muscle hasn't seen blood for a while, and I was like, uh, oh, <laughs> interesting. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So how, what? How can you have like just a dead muscle in your leg? The brain activity shuts off. So trauma is created. Say I reach out, you slap my arm, right? My brain remembers that. So the next time that I go to reach out, 
I'm shortened. I'm like alligator arm because I remember that response. So he's going to move. He remembers the trauma from his back and the nerves being cut off and yada, yada, yada. And he short legs or he hikes his hip instead. He uses low back to move through instead of his core to move through. And a lot of uh, you see older men that kind of sway back and forth. Mm -hmm. They don't actually fully step. They kind of more shuffle. I did a lot of shuffling. Correct. Interesting. So are most of your patients cannabis users and in in the same class as Marshall or not? So, I mean, when when marijuana became legal in Oklahoma, I realized there was a lot of like closet smokers, mm-hmm. like 75 percent of the population well, was smoking like marijuana. COVID really helped with that, too, because Correct. it seemed yeah. like everyone's grandparents mm-hmm. were smokers yeah. after COVID. It, and it seemed like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it seemed like everybody during COVID, because I remember we all joked about it. Sales were up, right? Like yeah. it was, you know, it was awesome because everybody was just hanging out at home <laughs> smoking weed. They're like, you know, every, we're on vacation for months. Like, yeah. So we try to get the brain so involved with what we do at R3 that, there is a lot of people that I work with that will take um, maybe a combination of CBD, isolate, and an edible before mm-hmm. they come in, um, and then for sure afterwards. But they come in, and they have such a better neurological response because of it, because they're more logical. They're yes. not emotional with Well, with and all. with the CBD, too, helping yeah relax their nervous so system go, and everything correct, yeah let's go over that for a second from your experience you know what is the difference with it i had people ask me well why don't you just go get on pain meds you know <laughs> what why don't you just go do that it would be a lot easier so what is your experience you know with the body and everything the patients and the people that choose to you know i i, I know I've, I've talked to people and, and they've said that they know patients that come to them that that pop two or three advils every single day yeah. You know, staying with all that regimen to band-aid up versus using cannabis that will begin to holistically heal your body. Yeah, but man, we're still stuck like a long time ago, right? Um, I have clients that I work with, you know, that are older and they're just, they're very morally set in their way that marijuana is bad, right? Mm-hmm. And so people will wake up and take, three Tylenol just so they don't have a headache. They don't have a headache yet, but they'll take it just so they don't have a Mm -hmm. headache. You know, and people who use CBD and cannabis, like that's a pretty religious thing that you do, right? You wake up, you take CBD, and then you're good the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. You don't have to fight with whatever. So when you use uh, painkillers and ibuprofens and Tylenols, it's a synthetic um, neurotransmitter dump. Right. So if I want to feel better and if I want to block nerves or whatever, I'm going to take this stuff so that it numbs me synthetically. What cannabis does is it goes in and it finds these receptor sites to allow something to flow more freely through or to have a better connection to it. And I remember the first I got an elbow surgery um, when I was in college and I was prescribed Oxycontin, Hmm. like full blown Oxycontin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I took an Oxycontin and a Tylenol 3, and we went to a party in college, and I didn't have a drop to drink, and I was the most messed up, disconnected (laughs) person there. And the next day, I dumped my bottle down the toilet, and I told my doctor I don't want another prescription Um, because I knew that that was a very slippery slope. I couldn't feel anything. Mm -hmm. I couldn't feel a thing. 
um, and coughing, sneezing, talking before that with my elbow is just like driving me crazy. And there's no doubt, right? You know, when I fractured my teeth, there was no doubt, you know, they had me on eight to 12 Advil a day. Wow. They didn't give me painkillers. They gave me Advil eight to 12 a day. Oh, yeah. I was happy as can be. I couldn't feel <laughs> a thing. But, I mean, that's not good. No. Uh, and Tylenol in excess and ibuprofen in excess has been shown to decrease the amount of good decisions that one makes, well, which is crazy. So they become irrational. Um, that's crazy. I've also, I mean, I always hear people having stomach ulcers from taking so mm-hmm. many. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. That's what happened to my grandpa. L- liver. Yep. Liver problems. Yep. Hey, just take these, <laughs> right? You drink coffee every morning. You don't drink a lot of water. So take these um, and then boom, ulcer. Yeah. And he had internal bleeding. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. So, so walk us through a little bit more. We've talked about this and it's fun. It kind of brings it all back together. The cannabinoids and everything that, uh, that cannabis has that, you said actually goes into the muscle or goes into the part that is, is needing fixing or what the cannabinoid is going to do, basically. And it's, instead of just covering over the pain, it actually goes in and tries to help repairs. Is that basically what you said because of the cannabinoid system? Yeah, so it, it allows you to work through that emotional trigger, that emotional response, the, the pain associated with whatever. It allows you to work through it. So if you take like alcohol, for example, you get very emotional with Mm -hmm. it, right? And cannabis is the opposite. You're like, okay, boom, here's the roadblock. This really sucks. F you, Brandon. F you, Brandon. I'm trying. F you, Brandon. F you, Brandon. But then you're still patient with it, right? And it's open enough and it's allowing you enough to continue to fight through it. And then once the connection is there, you have all this positive response from it. And it's like he gets excited sometimes, right? We both get excited mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, his leg won't stop shaking, but it's like, that's cool, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I... gets excited here sometimes, too. Yeah, yeah. There, there was one particular time we remember, and we, we've talked about it. This was literally probably a year ago plus. I mean, I was I was heavy in what we were doing, and I got just the right high that I sat here just smiling. But normally, I didn't smile. I was in so much pain, right? Like literally is like a knife being stuck at the back of my skull that's the way i go through every step of my day and to just sit there smiling was like (laughs) like they literally both were like you're you're not in pain like you're happy and i was like yeah it feels great (laughs) well and that's a good point too so most people that don't use cannabis they associate being high with not being able to function with being sloppy with being lethargic with Mm -hmm. being tired and and that's not the case. When you find your, you know, your prescription or your dose that's appropriate for you, you feel level. You feel clear. You feel pain-free. You feel all these things that people think you can only get from pain medicine. Yeah. Yeah. It's not true. <laughs> all right. So what are we going to take today? Today we're po- smoking out of my little personal stash here. Oh, yeah? All right. Yeah. This is Day Tripper. It is their kitchen sink rosin. Very, very stinky. Okay, a little See what, what do you smell, Katie? It's definitely a GMO cross. It's super stinky. It smells like mothballs and, um, I don't know, just stinky. It smells like mothballs? Yeah. Mothballs that, like, that have been sitting in a wet sock you've been wearing for a week. <laughs> yeah, yummy. That smells delicious. <laughs> mothballs or the wet sock? 
Hmm. Boy, I don't. I don't. I, I'm trying to figure out what that smell is. I do. I smell kind of a pininess to it. Yeah, it smells like a piney grapefruit. Piney. Yeah, I get the grapefruit. Yeah, it smells like a piney grapefruit. Yeah. Everyone has their own. Yeah, yeah, smells. yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Definitely. All right. So you said GMO cross. Yeah. Whatever kitchen sink is, I have to look it up. <laughs> what is it yeah, like? Yeah, I bet you it's got to be like a mixture of a bunch, right? That's what it sounds like. That sounds no. like, right? That's not. It is okay. a strain. Well, let's take a couple dabs and we'll get back to it. Sounds good. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life. Kush Life. Kush Life. Kush Life. Kush Life. All right, good kiss. Good smoke right there. I, I took a bit of a heavy one. <laughs> wow. Nicely done. What are we going to feel? Relaxed. Hi. Yeah. Hi. I'm, I'm head. I've got a little head spin, but I'm relaxed. Yeah, body's relaxed. You took a, a hit took for a like four hit. people. Yeah, I took a big one. That's okay. Yeah, that's what it's for, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it got a little carried away. <laughs> All right, so... You you guys are having quite the fun discussion. Yeah. Talking oh. bodies work. Yeah. Because it things. is interesting, right? I mean, the older we get, you know, you always hear it. But once it starts happening, that's when you start going, oh, wait, yeah, I kind of wake up a little bit more in pain. And throughout the day, I have a little bit more tweaks in my step or, you know, yeah. it's just part of life. So Yeah, but it's also... It's so apparent, like, when you do work out or when you do um, build that muscle, how how mu- how important it is at this stage in your life and to keep that and to not let it deteriorate because it deteriorates so freaking fast. What causes pain for so many people? What's the number one thing? Back? Uh, inflammation mm. is the number one thing. Due to diet or due to? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the list goes on and yeah. on and on. Yeah, so unfortunately, most of the time it's with nutrition. Um, you know, as a community, as a whole, we're more obese and more malnourished than we've ever been. Um, yeah, our food right? is not nu- nutritious. And so, <laughs> and so just be to be really mindful of what goes into your body and how it's going to affect what else goes on in your body, right? And with most people, it's inflammation. And um, everyone's weakest link is their hips. And so your hips are going to be your support system and your anchor for every single thing that goes on in your body. Um, you know, and we start Which to Which is sit. also kind of what Marshall was talking about, older, getting older and aging and walking and all of that. I mean... Yeah, it's kind of apparent that as we get older, people struggle with that area of their body. And I feel like I always see men, like, you, you, if you just go to the gathering place, go wherever, you know, there's going to be all these people. And just watch how many men, 40 to 50, are always leaning on something, are always leaning over, always having to, like, holding their backs. Like, I just see everybody always doing that. Yeah, I don't know what the statistic now is on males who have hip replacements. But what we have seen is pretty significant number of men. Hmm. Um, so they'll put on a few pounds, you know, year over year over year, and it's no big deal. And then 
15 years later, you're 40 pounds overweight and your gait's all messed up. So you start leading life through your belly button instead of your hips. And if your glutes aren't turned on, your hips can never fully open up. And so most people's glutes just stop working because they're sitting all day or whatever, right? I'm um, sleeping more than ever probably. And when they are doing stuff, they're just doing it to get it done mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, if I go to the gym three times this week, then I'll feel better about myself, right? Instead of if I go to the gym and I dedicate time to being intentional about opening up my body that's been closed off all day, um, then, you know, I'll feel good if I'm just intentional about that with everything. Um, and so it starts with stretching with us, and then it turns into you're going to open a door, and you're like, whoop, my lat didn't turn on, right? And that's why my shoulder is unstable or whatever. So <laughs> I start with stretching also. I stretched this morning before I got out of bed. So nice. It makes me feel better during the day. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Why is that? Why does stretching make people feel better? I think maybe the blood gets flowing a little bit better, personally, than I get into the shower. I don't know if the when you're stretching your muscles out, if something else comes out of your muscles, like some toxins or... Yeah, and endorphins. Endorphins yeah. come out of your muscles when they stretch. So, yeah, I really enjoy stretching. Mm. And so... Why is it that people always say that you should smoke cannabis before stretching or yoga or therapy? You're you're more connected uh, neuromuscularly. You're just uh, your brain patterns to the appropriate muscle. Um, it's just more free. It's more open. Um, it's more efficient when you're on cannabis, from my experience. Yeah, I smoke at nighttime mainly. I'm not really a daytime smoker. Most of the time, if we're out doing something out and about, yeah, but if I have responsibilities that I know I have to get done, it will put me back sometimes. But most of the time, it just wakes me up and I get going. But that one time, I can see it slowing me down. That what, That's what keeps me from smoking more during the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What was it, your friend, it was one of the early episodes... Uh, he played basketball here locally. TJ. That was a DT. DT. Yeah. Downtown. Yeah. We had an interesting discussion I'd like to know your opinion on. Um, what would the advantages be of an athlete being allowed to smoke? Uh, the recovery would be... Um, would be... It'd be more efficient. Your body wouldn't be working as hard. Oh. Like after the game, they'll recover quicker. Like, what's the recovery? Which uh, normally, so like three days if you don't, if you neglect what you just did. So if I did sprints, right, and then I did nothing for three days, uh, your body would start to break down all that muscle tissue. Um, and it would turn into scar tissue if it stayed shortened. So if you work on keeping it lengthened, um, you know, by activating your glutes to open up the hip, then, you, then you're always in this more neutral, normal position, more efficient. More exercise is key, daily Correct. exercise. Absolutely, yeah. But that can be, uh, can be opening a door 
That can be putting the dishes away. That could be vacuuming. That could be doing yard work. Doesn't have to be push ups, set ups, and Correct. Yeah, absolutely. benching yeah. 100 something pounds or 200 yeah, pounds. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. Marshall likes the uh, 12 ounce curls, right, Marshall? <laughs> <laughs> I do like the 12 ounce curls. I do. I enjoy them. <laughs> Brandon, man, uh, thanks so much. I appreciate uh, you taking the time to come out and educate us. I think that was pretty informative. Yeah, thank yeah. you for having me, man. Thank yeah. you guys for having me. If uh, someone else is going through the same, similar stuff as Marshall, where they, can they find you on Instagram, Facebook? Yeah, yeah. R3 Stretch and Wellness. Where are you guys located? At 91st and Yale, and then off of 41st and Peoria. Nice. Well, uh, overall, what I mean... <clears throat> Because you guys were talking about, you know, like the different programs that they have and the way that uh, it can be worked around with, I guess maybe is there a thought of stretch places working with the industry? Is with the cannabis industry? Yeah. Um, there are different yoga events and things. Um, I don't know. Your sessions seem more personalized, like one-on-one. But um, if, he, if he thinks of something where we can bring cannabis in, it could be Kush and... Stretching, cush and yeah, whatever. Stretch. We'll yeah, yeah. we'll bring some weed. Brain cognition or whatever. Yeah. For everyone that has a medical card, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ah, fun times. Fun times. <laughs> then we can all yell "fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Katie. Where do people find you? You can find us at Kush Dispo Tulsa on Instagram and Facebook, or you can find us right here at seventeen eleven East Skelly Drive from ten to ten, seven days a week. Cool. Brandon, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's been uh, quite a journey. And uh, thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. I'll see you uh, when I normally see you. Right. <laughs> it's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life.